Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 is underway from 6th and Peabody with Hop here in Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Friday edition, Memorial Day weekend, straight ahead. Big show planned today. We get into a preview of what's to come this weekend coming up over the next hour. Plus, Austin Price, VolQuest.com, gives us a preview of what to expect coming up next week at the SEC meetings that will be taking place in Destin. We'll get that, plus uh, all the headlines going on on the Hill. Bobby Carpenter in hour number three. A lot to discuss across college football and football in general with Bobby and Plenty to discuss throughout the show. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Boys, they said we never make it to the end of this long week getting ready for a holiday weekend, and guess what we did instead? We proved them wrong once again. We persevered. We are here. It's Friday. We are back in our studio. We're back, baby. We are back and ready to go. They Paul, said, how are you? They said we'd never make it back into this studio. That's right. And they were wrong on that. They, they were they, wrong on We that. like to talk a lot about they on this show. They also said we'd never be a show, that the three of us would never exist together. <laughs> um, they said that we would never have a studio in a moonshine distillery. They said that. We proved them wrong there. <laughs> they said once we got kicked out of this studio, they said we'd never be back. And look at us here on a Friday going uh, in into terms, Memorial Day in, weekend. In terms of the three of us n- never being together, I, I said that. Yeah, well, you didn't say that. Others said that. No, you I, just agreed to us no, being I, a show. I, yeah. Yeah. Well. You said we will be a show. There will be a show, and it will go on. Initially, I said that there wouldn't be a show. And then, Paul, we agree that you could join us. <laughs> so right, congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. They said you'd never be over here, and here you are. I'm going to flip that on you yeah. anytime you bring that up now. <laughs> they said you'd never work for Clay Travis, and yet here you are. <laughs> Look at that. We're all Memorial together. Day. The Catalina Wine Mixer The Catalina weekend, Wine Mixer's baby. close, baby. You ready? I did look through the closet a little bit this morning. <laughs> did you find some linen? No, I, I, had, I do have sucker? a white linen shirt. That's pretty old, but I won't be wearing that tonight. I see. I think that fits the Catalina wine mixer. I do too, but I'm not going to be wearing it. You're going to be wearing something that doesn't fit the Catalina wine mixer. I'm going to wear the shirt that it was bought with the master shirt, but the opposite shirt. I bought two shirts when because I it matches the, the hat. Shirt. It's just a little more subtle. Are you that. are you definitely wearing the hat? Please tell me you're I think definitely I'll wearing wear the hat. The hat. I don't the know hat that I'll keep the, the hat on mixer. for the entire party. Because I don't wear a hat indoor like most of these well, Southerners I'm, do. Well, I'm guessing that there's a lot of... If, if it's a Catalina wine mixer, I'm, I'm picturing both indoor and indoor outdoor. Indoor and outdoor. I feel like you're an outdoor guy. The, the temperature's going to be nice. You're going to want to cover up that head. Perfect. You need to wear the hat the indoor, whole time. Indoor, outdoor. Uh, I picture you walking in. all directions. Everything. Paul, I Paul's picture you, you, once you once you walk in, you've got the hat on outside, and you take that up and go, my lady. <laughs> <laughs> A picture of doing one of these as you walk inside, being very polite, taking your hat off indoors, my lady. We did. I, I know I'm treading into two versus one here, as I often do. Oh, but, here we go. Um, we watched Step Brothers last night for a refresher course, and it is an atrocious 
atrocious film. You watched it oh. for a refresher course? Are you preparing for a Step Brothers 2 that I know? Does, no, does no, for it? Catalina to, to Wine. To get the Catalina Wine oh, okay. stuff down. Yeah. It's, it's an awful film. You watched the whole thing? It's incredibly stupid. Well, that's the point. You know, there are dumb films. You know, Fletch is yeah, stupid. It's not fun stupid. It's <laughs> dumb stupid. Uh, I don't get it. I, I don't know how you think that's not fun, I stupid. Think it's I just I can't can't connect with you on that level. The best thing about the movie is Mary Steenburgen. Well, again, like mom. if you if you don't understand the comedic value of Farrell and John Z. Riley in Step Brothers, I just I don't know what to discuss <laughs> with you on this. Like, there's no the, usually like okay, we can find like, common ground you if like you, if you like this or you like that. We can find common ground. We just have to end the discussion because there's nothing I can say to you. Good. There's no. nothing I can say to I'm you. I'm not mad at you. I, I, I can't see how I you I don't care. Like I just don't understand it. I really don't. I should have just fast-forwarded to the Catalina wine mixer part. Did you, you get to the Catalina wine mixer part? Did you like that part? scene? Yeah. I mean, that scene is the best of, of the film. <laughs> and since I'm going to a Catalina wine mixer, it was, I thought, important to revisit it. So we did our due diligence. And uh, do, you, do you, on a scale of... I'm not selling helicopters tonight. Yeah, well, no helicopters. But on a scale of one to Catalina Wine Mixer, what do you think this version of the wine mixer will be I like I look tonight? forward to finding out. You, you understand where I'm, there needs to be a white tent in the background, <laughs> backyard. <laughs> uh, there needs to be... Uh, I just, should I sing opera? Absolutely. I, I'm more the guy... It's a celebration today. ...to be the Billy Joel cover band and get in the fight. That would be more my role. Well, uh, what, if that happens, then I hope someone rolls on camera of the uh, Paul playing the, the Billy Joel role uh, of all that. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Outkick360. Um, Chad is going to see Top Gun this weekend. Bobby Carpenter is watching it right now as we speak. And uh, we'll give him to give uh, we'll get him to give us a, a brief review of that. Rave reviews are rolling. Yeah, in. They, and, and as expected, right? I mean, this is the the summer blockbuster where. You have a chance just to let loose and go escape. And this is going to be epic because we've been waiting on this for three or four years now. I, I was not expecting this level of rave reviews, I will say. I mean, I'm talking professional critics are raving about this movie, not just as a good summer blockbuster, but a great film. I mean, improve, not just the first one was, you know, this huge hit where they didn't really, the first one got really bad reviews, by the way. Then it became a huge summer hit after it came out because people just enjoyed it. And this one apparently improves on the first one. I, I'm excited the, to see it. I have to take my breath away in my head. Who's right the, who's the, genuinely, I don't know, who is considered like the Siskel and Ebert of today? Like that would have a review that isn't just Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know that there is a Siskel Roger and Ebert, Ebert is still around doing it, I believe. Yeah, but right? I, don't, I, I haven't heard anyone. Like I'm saying like. I haven't heard of a name. I, it's just a now. It's just a website where people go and vote, right? And you give, uh, you vote on what you think it is. Well, that's Rotten Tomatoes, which right. is is different. I read three different reviews. I read Slate Magazine, which had a very good review. I read the New York Times. But is um, it always the same person for those outlets that review these yeah, films? They probably have two or three people at at most of those. Yeah, I, I think most have a couple different. I, I don't to answer your question. I don't think there's that one person now. Who's like America's movie critic. Which is unusual. Because you can have uh, someone who is your uh, fashion critic, right? That does all these... Uh, By the way, I'm sets at, the fashion or sets the music. I'm at RogerEbert.com right now. Roger Ebert died in 2013, apparently. So he's not alive, but his website lives. So you are and he's got there. a bunch of film reviewers. And Tomris Laffley, 
reviewed Top Gun Maverick, and it's the only one on the front page that has all four stars on the reviews. And there's a different person reviewing every movie that's out there. How do people decide whether they're going to be a four-star system, a five-star system, or a ten-star system? Let's delve into this for a moment. That's a great question. I do not like a four-star system. I think you have to go five minimally, five. and then you're deciding whether you want enough leeway to, to, to go 10 so that you're hitting whole numbers more because if you go five, you're going to have some 4.5s and some 3.5s, right? As opposed to uh, an eight or nine. I'm for uniformity. It's why I am wholly I opposed to the metric system. Uh, I like our system here in the U.S. I wish everywhere would adopt that. I, I understand maybe the U.S. should adopt the metric system. Either way, I am for uniformity. So, so I which the would same you prefer? A five, are you, on, are you with me out on the four? Out on the four. The only one that does four, I think, are movies. I can't think of anything else that rates on a four-star system. No, the hotels I, are five-star. Yes. So I, I want a five-star system. Restaurants are five-star. Let's ask the Our people generals out there. Let's send that out five as a. As a uh, let's send that out as Just a. Just put your fingers well. up there, Davey. Which one? Four or five? <laughs> go ahead. Okay, speak now, out loud. <laughs> they go to five. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's all I needed. He was doing this. He was doing sign language, and we're I, asking. It was hilarious. Guy said, "Our generals four or five star," and Davey yeah. had the answer, and he was trying to tell us like just five. The amount of fingers. And then he finally yeah. said, "This five. But let's five. send that out as a poll too. Which do you prefer, four star rating system, five star rating system, or ten star rating system? I want that to see if there's a majority on this. I think I, I don't know. Five and ten is. Uh, there are some things that seem to call for 10. There are not a lot of five-star general or admirals in U.S. history. It's a handful of people that have reached that status. It exists, but it's hard to get to. Right. So if you went That's to 10 on that, out. it would be very complicated. But I, and I don't know what they are, but I think there are some things that call for 10. Warriors headed back to the NBA Finals. That's the big headline from last night. 10-star performance by them uh, through the series. So they are the first team to go from the worst record in the NBA to the Finals within a three-season span since the Warriors did it from 64 to 67. Um, it feels like a lot longer to me when they had the worst record in the NBA. But here's Steph Curry, and, and they still have the big three. You know, they still have uh, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry. But the roster itself from the run that they were on has been essentially overhauled. And now they've, they're back in the NBA Finals and, and doing it with Curry at the age of 34 – and with a different moxie to that overall group than what we've seen in, in years past. So it's good to see them back. I don't feel the exact same way as I did at the previous run. But at the same time, uh, they, they have a chance to put another stamp on the legacy of that group and that franchise, and especially Steph Curry, who at 34 has scored 29 or more in three of his last five games. And the two-time All-Star and uh, the... Uh, excuse me, a three-time All-Star, two-time MVP, has a chance to uh, – he's already one of the best we've seen. Um, he, he can be among the first group of players you think of when you think of the best players you've ever watched. Is this their first one since they moved to San Francisco? I'm looking that up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They have not been good since – this. I think it's the first or second year in that new arena, the Chase, Chase Arena, Chase Center. Uh, they're going for their third championship with this mm -hmm. group uh, led by Steph Curry. It's impressive because, I mean, they appeared to be dead after Durant left, after the injuries, that they weren't going anywhere. Now here they are. They're going to be the favorites to beat whoever comes out of the East. Uh, it's quite the accomplishment for Golden State. 
I heard a stat last night watching the Inside the NBA pregame show that made me do a double take. I'm sitting there eating, getting ready to watch the game, and I just heard this. Shaq said, and I, I did not even go back to verify, but it's an amazing stat. They were talking about catch-and-shoot guys, and he said that Clay Thompson is the only player in NBA history that scored 61 points while taking 11 dribbles the entire game. Wow. He said in the 61-point game, he, took, he dribbled the ball 11 times. That's amazing. It was all catch and shoot or pump fake, dribble once or twice, shoot. And he scored 61 doing that. That is, we're going to talk about James Worthy's comments a little bit later. That's also a great system where you're running off multiple screens to get guys open and moving the ball in a way where you don't have to dribble and create your own shot. It's that, also that amazing that stat. there was never a moment in transition where he like touched Had the ball to. and got three dribbles yeah. and passed. I was blown away by that uh, when, I, when I heard Shaq say that. Now, again, I could be – I know Shaq said it. He could be misquoting something when he said it, but it, it really made me think when I heard that. It, it's, been, it's been amazing to watch this Warriors team. It's been amazing to watch Charles Barkley go at it with Warriors fans. That's going to end now that they don't have the, uh, the finals, but it's been fun. What's that been over Throwing primarily? stuff. Throwing stuff at him last night. Threw a T-shirt at him. And he turned around and acted like he was going to. You can see the video. What's that, his, that what's his right beef now. been with them primarily over? He said that he can't root for the Warriors because he hates their fans because they're a pain in the ass and he just doesn't like them. And then the whole it's series similar. they've I mean, been chanting, Chuck, you suck. He picks out a fan base every year. I mean, it, yeah, no, it was the, wasn't the Spurs uh, prior to all this. And then, you know, he's, he's on the boat with the Suns, right? Like you... That makes total sense. And then he jumped on board with Dallas, so he's riding the horse down the street in Dallas after you know he's got all the, the, the fans chanting against him in, in San Francisco. Uh, this is the sixth... He called them obnoxious also, the Warriors fans. This is the sixth NBA Finals appearance in the last eight years for the Warriors. Only Jordan's Bulls pulled that run off quite like that. This is uh, remarkable, and they're doing it again without Durant and with a different group players like Wiggins and others who are special contributors. Uh, Looney, who had 10 points and 18 rebounds. They out-rebounded um, by a wide margin last night against Dallas. It's like 52 to 36. Um, and at one point in the third quarter, it looked like it was going to be just wide open, boat race, 30, 40-point win. And the Donchitz and crew went on a 15-0 run in three and a half minutes. And the place got a little quiet. And then Curry hit a three, and everyone got back into rhythm. For, for Golden State. So they're back. And the question is, are they playing Boston? Or will we see Miami win uh, this evening? They've got uh, Boston with a victory, moves on to the NBA Finals. They're hosting Miami. But that has been a back-and-forth series and a lopsided series of blowouts. Want to take care of it at home tonight in Boston if you're the Celtics and go ahead and advance that Finals. Don't want to go back to Miami, obviously. Um, it's it's going to be a fun Finals, I think, either way. Hutton, you've talked a lot about the trading blowouts left and right throughout these playoffs. I'm hoping for a good part, finals, yeah, and, and honestly, I'm hoping for the Celtics. I think Celtics-Warriors, better yeah. story, better finals than, than the Heat, and it's looking like the Celtics at this point. That's a better final as long as the Celtics lose it. <laughs> well, it gives you a rooting interest. Yes, it gives me a deep rooting interest. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We, we welcome your response. We've posted a poll question for today at Outkick360. That is in regards to our next big discussion topic. It is uh, a weekend of entertainment, traditionally a weekend of big-time big summer sports. 
that are getting you ready for the summer season and that are blockbuster marquee events that come up this weekend. We're asking you what you're looking most forward to, and we'll discuss as well as we preview the long weekend upcoming for Memorial Day. All of that and more straight ahead on OutKick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. This is the music that will hit as Koharski arrives at the Catalina Wine Mixer this evening. I'll kick 360 rolls on. Sixth and Peabody, our location. I'm, I'm genuinely jealous of a party like this, Paul. Seriously. I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a great theme. It's uh, a great theme. It's a great tie-in. And I, I think it's perfect weather for I, you. You're going to love it. I'm less excited for you now that I know that you hate the movie so much, even after watching it well, a this, second time. I, now I'm just like, oh, whatever. I, I'm just, just a, a gathering with some neighbors. The only thing I would be more excited about is a crawfish boil, you know, that you would be attending. In yes. This, in the same area. Or host. Or host. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we got to get back to that. Yes. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Uh, speaking of events like the Catalina Wine Mixer or the crawfish boil or Whatever. Uh, grill out, cook out that I'll be doing. Big birthday party bashes that the Withrows uh, have on, on tap Dance this weekend. Party. Dance parties. Yeah. Um, Memorial Day weekend. Long weekend. The official kickoff to summer because the kids are out of school now officially. You've got your vacation plans. Many, many are taking trips this weekend. Uh, some are holding off until June or July. Uh, but, Chad, the, the question you posed and that we put as a poll on Twitter through at Outkick360, of the big weekend of entertainment, of sports, through either the NBA, the Indy 500, um, the, I know there the Coca-Cola 600 is this weekend. There's a lot going on on TV. Um, what are you most looking forward to of everything and all the options? And that includes, from entertainment, Top Gun, uh, Top Gun Maverick, which is available for you this weekend at the theater. Uh, 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 Stranger Things 2 is out. and uh, uh, Excuse me, 4 is out this weekend. I'm thinking Top Gun 2. You've got Stranger Things 4 that is available to live stream this weekend. You can binge that. Uh, plenty of options. I'm going to finish Ozark. Like that's, I'm looking forward to that Sweet. most. We're so, looking forward to that for you. Yes, yes. So, that's kind of a combination of lake and uh, yeah. drinking <laughs> and uh, entertainment yeah, options so, for Hutton with Ozark. Uh, of the options... You know, getting away, which would be, you know, lake, pool. Um, 
Yeah, I've got the, I've got thing. the results right here if you'd like oh, we, them do, so far. Do we have the results? Oh yeah, we've got well we've got results preliminary so far. Preliminary. We only put this out there less than an hour ago. We're already up over six hundred votes right now. Good. Which Memorial Day weekend activity are you looking forward to the most? Number one, drinking slash lake slash pool. We all understand where we're going with that one. Number two, NBA and NHL playoffs. Number three, Indy 500 and the Coca-Cola 600. Or number four, Top Gun and Stranger Things. So far, the results. Our audience likes to drink is what we've learned. Because overwhelmingly, lake, drinking, pool is at 57%. Top Gun slash Stranger Things, 19%. Paul, sorry we couldn't fit Catalina Wine Mixer in here. Indy 500, Coke 600, 16%. NBA, NHL playoffs way down at 8% right now. So what do you guys say? You know my answer. It is Top Gun. Reading reviews today, not been this excited to actually see a movie and go to the movies to watch something in a long time. I may even make my next OutKick column about this movie-going experience. Mine is Top Gun. What about you guys? Uh, I'll be going to the pool. I'll be going to the pool and um, I'll be watching a soccer game tomorrow afternoon. The the Champions League final is tomorrow afternoon. Um, but the the party and the pool. And you sound real excited two, about two this. biggest for me. <laughs> I can feel the excitement with you. Like Man, I'm going to go to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's a chill weekend. For yeah. me. It's not a big. You got no baseball festival. tournament this weekend. No either, baseball right? tournament. That's a big change for you. But tomorrow I got to do a little bit of work. You got to work tomorrow. Is there a practice? No, but uh, uh, for my outkick column, I'm I'm going to do something. So, Chad, uh, we've got the grill. I'm putting it to full effect for the family this weekend. Uh, having people over, I'm counting that. It's in the back. It's in the back patio. I'm counting that in option number one. Lake pool. I mean, to me, that all fits. Um, I would have voted NBA NHL playoffs had we had uh, Edmonton. Not clinched Ooh. last night. Uh, I mean, they, they did. So that series is over. You've got, uh, and they won in overtime. Um, the Warriors, that they've, they've moved on. There uh, aren't that many games. Right. Yeah, there are, the impactful games are few and far between over the course of the entire weekend. Um, the Coca-Cola 600 under the lights is going to be fun. They, they do a great job with that race. And the Indy 500, I, I want to pay attention to the final few laps of that. So uh, I will make that a, a point to try to catch the final 10 laps or so. But, you know, if I were going to see Top Gun, it would be on my list this weekend. I'm not. Uh, I will be seeing it, uh, just like I'll be seeing Jurassic Park. But the, the, the answer for me is, is option number one, drinking lake pool, and I'm combining the, the grilling experience with all of that. Yeah, I... Uh, got to get the burgers uh, on point. Typically, that's what I'm looking forward to morning. And we've got a, a Monday Memorial Day outing to a buddy's house that's going to feature the burgers and the grill and the pool and everything else. So I'm excited about that. Some good uh, examples coming in on Twitter. You can follow us, Outkick360. I'll do a better job of seeing our Twitter feed because a lot of you are interacting right now. Follow us at Outkick360 on Twitter. Sean Baylor says Indy 500, and he wants to add the F1 race in Monaco. This weekend, a lot of people jumping on board with uh, F1 since the Netflix series. Uh, Paul, the Champions League final, you mentioned that with soccer. Double J, 
Uh, let's see. No, I'm not going to read that one. <laughs> Kaboom says <laughs> there wasn't a none of the above. Self rolling, on the, rolling right on along. The... There wasn't a none of the above option. I will be playing with puppies and maybe play some games with the wife. Sorry, I did not think of that for my options. I didn't have any, puppies and wife. Any puppy owners out there? If you're going to play with puppies, that's something you could do. Uh, my favorite response so far comes from Tony McCoy who says, my plan is to drink till I pass out and then wake up in a lake or a pool. <laughs> so, really well-rounded. A maybe not a pool of water. Dangerous. Maybe pool, not a pool of water. A pool, a pond. A pond is good for him. Haywood says, ACC baseball tournament. There's some, uh, Jay Carey's one of them. People in the YouTube chat saying, we need, I need to jump on board and be a college baseball guy. Don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Did watch a little bit of uh, Tennessee destroying Vandy last night. A couple innings of that. Uh, here's one. Uh, every time I watch college baseball, I come away with a different critique of the sport. The night before, a Kentucky pitcher gave himself a concussion celebrating in the seventh inning after a strikeout. What did he do? He do went do to the that? dugout and was going nuts and hit something, and he had to exit the game. And it was, I think, scoreless or one to nothing. And Auburn ended up tying it. Kentucky, I think, went on to win three to one, but he was pitching a shutout at the time. College baseball, this could be good or bad, but it is the most overly emotional sport. Very Every time I emotion. tune in, everyone is running hot at all times in that sport. I mean, it's like the beach volleyball scene from Top Gun. Like, it's just a bunch of dudes, testosterone, sweat, guys knocking each other out with celebrations. Uh, anyway, so some of you may love that. Some I think of you in may that hate regard, it. Just, just an observation. In that regard, it's unlike its parent or what you aspire to, where you have to keep calm a level head for down. the most time over a long season. Yeah. Now they're letting it all hang out in college baseball. I mean, you're they're hitting home runs and chucking bats at the opposing dugout and talking trash the entire time. Definitely a different sport. Imagine. So uh, speaking of the Memorial Day weekend. Imagine so we we after six weeks the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial has reached uh, uh, the the jury. Oh, this is a great news dump. Okay, so it has and it was always planned that. for this. So you have the closing arguments were made this morning after six weeks, and they they took a, a week long break built into all this. Um, it's finally reaching the point where it's going to the jury. It may be there already. My point is. You have this jury that's been sitting there listening to this for the last six weeks that will, I mean, what's the over-under of how many hours they spend oh my gosh. with the long weekend coming up with Memorial Day weekend ahead in Virginia, knowing that as soon as they reach their conclusion they're on done. who they're awarding the money to, because there's a suit and a countersuit, they're done. So after six weeks and, and the same, some of the same... Uh, experts or witnesses being called multiple times. Depp took the stand twice. Amber Heard took the stand twice. Um, and just knowing how long of a process this has been, eight hours a day, it's it's finally over, and they will hit the ground and get out of there as soon as what possible. What if they get in there and they're, like, split? <laughs> I think the motivation of, of getting to the Memorial Day weekend may help that. I don't understand that. So, uh, like a hung jury, is that a possibility in a civil suit like this where it's a lawsuit and a countersuit? I have, Can they just come out no and say, idea. oh, we don't know. I guess you guys got to do this all over I've again not, with I've someone else. I've not followed it closely enough to know what the potential is here. I mean, they, have, uh, they have to find I'll, actual malice in her op-ed, and then her countersuit is what damages have been done by Johnny Depp suing her uh, she he sued her for 50 million and then she countersued for a hundred 
And that, so there, there's a lot. That's why they were both like plaintiffs in a way because they, they seesawed who was presenting evidence. It wasn't like prosecution and defense. It was both at the same time. It was, it was weird, but fascinating at the same time to watch. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens. I, I can speak from experience on being on a jury that lasted a week, the trial I was in, which was a, a major uh, drug trial that was going How on. How many delays during the week? Well, they was it give straight you, through? They give you a little journal, but you, have to, you can't take the journal home with you. So at the end of the day, you can not, put notes down. Mm-hmm. I probably had 14 pages of notes. I mean, it wasn't a full-size piece of paper, but a little journal notebook. Uh, that was over the course of a week. And it was a you know eight a.m. to five p.m. or however long it goes. Started Monday. We had the jury selection Monday morning. Started the jury Monday after the trial Monday afternoon. Went through Friday. Reached a verdict Friday at five. Similar to what they're doing with this trial here. But I'm I'm How trying to think deliberate? about now six weeks. You know of that happening. Yeah. We deliberated for I think forty five minutes or an hour. Pretty cut and dry guilty verdict. And I was the jury foreman, and uh, I signed up for it thinking, man, it's going to be just like the movie. It's going to be great. I'm going to love it. And then when you're I mean, up there reading the verdict to the people that are about to go to prison for a long time, it's a little That's extremely fast. memorizing your face. That's eerie. extremely fast because by the time you get back there, you then have to get settled. You have to elect your jur- jury foreperson, right? And then you have to go through. The, do you immediately take a vote? Is that what you guys did? Or did you go through the counts? Or is it just one count? There was one. Like just there, so there, were, form, there were three counts. So we had to go through the three counts, and you start with the lesser of the counts when you d- and then deliberate. Work your way up. And you know, the first one was yes this for was sure. The second one was yes for sure. The third one we had to bring the judge in, or sorry, no, we had to bring. They have someone that's a liaison that we had to ask one question about a piece of evidence that they had to strike from the record. So we had to ask that one question, have it clarified, and then came back in, and we all kind of looked at each other and discussed for maybe 10 more minutes and said, yeah, it's going to be guilty on all counts. Come back in. You know, the judge can't help you along at all, right? That's part of the process. The judge oversees the whole thing. But once it's done, judge takes off the robe and comes back in there. Hey, the judge would like to see the jury for a moment. So you're going to go back to your quarters. To thank you? Yeah, and they, they, he says, it, because he right says, thing. you did the right thing. Yeah, He you actually confirmed. Right. Okay. He said, you, you got good. it right. And I asked him, I said, would you have told us if we got it wrong? He said, probably not. And that was just deadpan. No, wouldn't have told you that. I don't know that I'd be fair to the system. But he said, I can confirm that that, that would have been my ruling had I been in the jury. Someone so. else pointed this out. Um, I was listening to the radio on the drive-in. The, this, this point of the Johnny Depp or Amber Heard trial, this would be the halfway point of the OJ murder trial <laughs> right now. Like that, imagine being that jury. And we, we know it's well-documented how frustrated that jury was and how quickly they turn a verdict. So, and what a great job they did, Paul. Have you served on a jury? I have. Mine was more a uh, a financial uh, impropriety kind of deal, and uh, more complicated or less complicated. I mean, once we came up with the formula of how we were gonna kind of divvy it up, then it wasn't that complicated. It took us a little while to come up with that, and then we had to maybe go case by case. You know, on I don't know, maybe thirteen or fifteen. Different things. Going okay, into a if weekend. Supplies would do this. And I think it was maybe three or four days. So Chad was going into a weekend, not a holiday, though. Yeah, it was. No, it was. I, You'd I have been done in 15 you know, minutes. I don't of remember. <laughs> I seem to remember the weather was nice. I want to say maybe it was summer. Yeah. I remember that, like, you're only. 
you don't really talk to your fellow jurors, but the woman that was the head of the jury that had you know had to meet us at a certain room every day and walk us through and take us to lunch and do all that, she'd cut it up with everyone. Like she got to know you very well and everyone in the jury the whole time, and it was really funny. But uh, I don't remember talking to a lot of jurors, even though we're there together, you know, every day for a week the whole time. You kind of go out and eat lunch and maybe talk a little bit. But um, look, it is a civic duty to do at some point. You're probably going to have to do it at least once in your life. I never have yet. I, I, I would I, love I will to do say it. Honestly. I was. I saw people during the jury selection process that were deliberately answering questions in a way that the lawyers would strike them from the jury. And it was pissing me off. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Because then I'm thinking, well, we're narrowing it down. We've lost half the room already because, you know, Sandra's got to take her kid on a field trip this week. So she's out. So she just answered something in a racist way that got her knocked out of the jury, knowing what she was doing. She's done this before. And I'm going to go up there and answer it honestly and end up on the jury. I just knew I'd end up on the jury. I'm looking at the room. I'm hearing their responses and thinking they're going to get to me. They're going to ask me two questions. They're going to say, all right, he's good. Both sides are going to send me back to the I, room. And I was there for a week. I was summoned once, and, and I just went in. It was, I was in college, and it, it, you sat down, and then the judge was just like, if, you are in, if you're currently taking courses, uh, you can leave. Just sign up, sign and show you that you, you appeared, and you can leave. Half the room got up and left. I called the defense attorney after and said, hey, I was on the jury for that. Why did you do this, this, and this? And he was very weak in his explanation. He's a bad lawyer. And, and did not jump on my me as a resource, which I thought was weak. Here yeah, I am taking the time to follow up. I'm off the hook, and I've still got some curiosity you, about it. You find he, quickly, though, Paul, there are bad everything. Yeah. There are bad doctors. There are bad lawyers. Just because you went to school for a long time to get a degree doesn't make you good at what you do. There's a lot of bad attorneys out there. You guys know I'm fascinated by just some of the inner workings and the production stuff behind the scenes. So the the Johnny Depp def- team, I, I knew it said defense team, the, his legal team in this civil case, um, it's estimated that he's paying them around $5.5 million to represent him. And then the average expert witness in this trial is getting paid $300,000 total from the time spent based on their hour, hourly rate. Um, Amber Heard's uh, d- lawyers, they, they are estimated to be receiving around $3 million, um, with just a little bit less in, in expert witness money. But, I mean, System they is are well making oiled. bank off of this. Everybody. It's crazy. Uh, we've got a tweet they have like eight up. people sitting around both of them yeah. that are a part of their legal team. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the... The cost-effectiveness of it. Like, whoever wins, how much do you actually clear after all that? I mean, whoever loses is losing a a lot, Yeah, obviously, with all the legal fees than that. Retro Bill on Twitter says, had the loveliest time seeing Rocky Three on network TV with my elderly great-aunt. She was always up for a good movie. So now he is watching Rocky Three. It turns 40 years old tomorrow. Rocky Three. Hmm. Not, not, a, not an anniversary normally celebrate that of Rocky Three, not the original Rocky. 40 years old, he's going to watch it on TV with his kids and then go see Top Gun Maverick after that. This is right in my alley of stuff that I'd like to do. But it got me thinking, guys, about we don't watch anything with commercials anymore. But for me, I will just keep it on a Band of Brothers marathon on Memorial Day weekend. Like FX or, or something. Or 4th of July weekend. Or like Raiders of the Lost Ark will come on on the 4th of July, and I, suddenly I find myself watching it 
And then they go to commercials, and I'm sitting there thinking, why am I, why am I still watching commercials? I could go to one of my streaming services and watch this any time of day that I want to, but for whatever reason, I will stick with something on television over a holiday weekend. If they're running, the Godfather movies will run on Thanksgiving. It's your tribute you know, for to the holiday, to go back and uh, invest in America commercials business. I guess, yeah. It's the one time I'll do it. And then you find yourself buying coins. or uh, <laughs> These rare 1868 quarters yeah. that we just somehow found. They've been kept in the vault, but uh, recently vault. released. In the vault. You know, I, I say to myself, you know, I have had problems urinating lately. Maybe I should check into this new, <laughs> See my new drug to get this prescription. Wait, I can lose five pounds doing this? Oh, sounds easy. <laughs> Sign me up. Oh, coming up, uh, it's going to be a bad Memorial Day weekend for one former SEC coach in, in college football. We'll, we'll tell you about what happened with Hal Mummy. That is next on Outkick 360. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'll kick 360 rolls on. Former Kentucky football coach Hal Mummy was arrested for trespassing at a at Lexington hotel. This from the Lexington Herald Leader I saw this morning. Um, arrested early this morning in downtown Lexington. Charged with second-degree criminal trespassing and resisting arrest following an incident alleged to have occurred at the address of the Hyatt Regency. And this was just after midnight. Um, the details were not clear on exactly what was going on there. Um, but it's, it's rare to see a 70 year old former offensive coordinator, um, get arrested in Lexington, uh, for trespassing at a hotel at 1230 in the morning. Well, so he is the guy who mentored Mike Leach. He is the, the father raid. of the air raid more yep. than Mike Leach. Mike Leach learned under him. He wrote the books. He was head coach Kentucky. Literally. Mike Leach was his offensive coordinator. They got Tim Couch to be a number one overall pick. Well, his record's not great at Kentucky, but they put up some points while Hal Mummy was there. Um, weird story. And I'm reading it, Hutton, I, I can't tell if he was at like the lobby bar and they asked him to leave and he wouldn't leave and that's the trespassing element? He's already been released. Like He's already pled guilty and released on time, sir. Or he went back to the wrong hotel? Uh, well, it's, uh, one thing I read was he was asked to leave and wouldn't. And I'm thinking, okay, that's the criminal trespassing, right? If you're, you're, not, you, you're not wanted somewhere or told to leave because it's closing time or whatever and he, won't, he allegedly, then it could be trespassing. The report says, quote, he allegedly used, quote, physical force and violence against an officer who attempted to arrest him. And then he appeared in court this, uh, this afternoon, and uh, the Herald-Leader was there reporting on this, of course, and said that he pled guilty and that the judge released him on time served. Um, and he's just paying court costs. But again, I, I bring this up just because you kind of do a double take at a 70-year-old man getting arrested for trespassing uh, in, you know, a former college football coach. You just don't see well that. that. This is my question with this story. Do you think Hal Mummy pulled the, do you know no, who the bleep I am? I, of course he did. In to Lexington? The, to the cops when well, he they, came uh, up? Uh, and that's when he got forceful with the guy? Have you guys heard of a guy named Tim Couch? And they might that's be, his first response. The cop asked him to and leave. They might be young enough cops that they go, "No, uh, I never heard of him. <laughs> never heard, I've never of, this heard guy. of you." 
Tim Couchy was nearly a Tennessee volunteer. He was. That is uh, considered. Um, I, was, I was talking with Fulmer about this at a charity event we did back in April, um, because we we discussed in detail how he went about recruiting Peyton Manning. Uh, when, of course, Fulmer was on the Vols team um, the year that the Archie Who game, um, which was like 30 years prior to Peyton then joining Tennessee, uh, whenever Archie went off on the Vols and, you know, you had the, the linebacker say, Archie Who? Yeah. You know, we, we destroyed Lead, this Leading into the game. We destroyed this team last year. And uh, then Ole Miss took care of the Vols. And then 30 years later, Fulmer, who's on that roster, is in the living room with Archie Manning and Olivia Manning recruiting their son. And I brought up, you know, this is the great recruiting story about Peyton. Who's the quarterback that you thought you were going to land that you didn't? Like the one, the true one that still just irks you to this day. And it was Tim Couch. Uh, because he, he was certain that he and Randy Sanders uh, were landing Tim Couch, and he ends up at the air raid at Kentucky. So... In 1997, I'm glad you brought up Peyton Manning and, and Tim Couch there, Hutton. In 1997, I remember watching this game. Cutcliffe, excuse me. Very cold day in Lexington, Kentucky. Tennessee beat Kentucky 59-31 to in the Air Raid Kentucky team. Peyton Manning had 523 yards. Tim Couch had 476 yards in a duel. At one point, Tim Couch was 11 for 11 for 226 yards in the game. This was against a great Tennessee defense in 1997. Now, Tennessee put up 59, but this is pre-spread offense, you know, shootout-type games, and Peyton Manning and Tim Couch put on a show. And I remember watching that game. It was your typical Lexington, Kentucky day. Sun never shines on that city. It was probably 34 degrees and gray. In November, when Tennessee played up there, uh, I, I still remember that game. Little misty, little misty, little little precip yep. in the air. Yep. Uh, everyone's bundled up on the sideline. The heaters are going. That's your Tennessee Kentucky game. Just enough every to year. make your feet cold by the end of the first quarter. I can't think of many Tennessee Kentucky games in Knoxville that's not bad. Also, that game always seems 11. to fall on a really bad Saturday. And then uh, you know the rest is history with uh, what happened after that with T. Martin and you know the whole thing. But they they were. They were set on Tim Couch. And is Tim be a Couch ball. played for Chris Palmer, right? Uh, yes. That was not At the Cleveland. best. The, that was not the best iteration of the Browns. Uh, not that there were a lot of good iteration of the Browns. Was he the new Browns' first pick ever? He was their first pick. And wasn't he their expansion? And Palmer pick? was their first coach. I think that's right, Chad. If not, it was the year after. I love Tim Couch trivia that we have right now. I'm pretty sure. I'll find out right their, now. He was their first pick, and. Uh, well, was he the first pick of the draft? Yeah. I don't think they had the first pick of the draft coming back. He if was 1999, did, round really... one, pick one. I, I knew he was first overall. I'm trying to see if he was the first well, in the Browns' comeback. if they had the first Browns pick comeback. of the draft, they really got a cushy return. Expand, yeah, return. Because Couch was the franchise's first draft pick following the reactivation as an expansion team. Their first draft pick, but was he the first pick Do of the draft? Do you think Tim Couch ever comes back to Cleveland and he's – Held as a hero when he comes back. Ladies and gentlemen, your first ever draft pick, Timothy Couch. Well, they bring him out. He's on that It's him and Jim Brown together. Yeah, he was the first pick of the draft. But you know who the second what? pick of that draft he's was? He's Kentucky's only number one overall How about pick. this? This is a pretty good uh, trivia. L listen to this draft. Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, 
Akili Smith. So you got three quarterbacks, one who had a heck of a career, two who did nothing. Fourth pick, Edron James, Hall of Famer. Fifth pick, Ricky Williams. Sixth pick, Toy Holt on the verge of the Hall of Fame. Seventh pick, Champ Bailey, Hall of Famer. Not bad. Not a bad top ten. Se- uh, eighth, David Boston. Ninth, Chris Claiborne. Tenth, Chris McAllister, who had a hell of a long career. Eleventh, Dante Culpepper, who was better than both of those yes. quarterbacks. Yep. And twelfth, Cade McCown. McNown. And then... The the wonderful uh, Kevin Daft was in that draft as well, uh, Paul. Who was better? Who forget. Who was better well, than Luke Falk? And so that was the quarterback draft, and then the year after, Brady's drafted. Yeah, one ninety nine. Well, yeah, Brady was two thousand. You're right. Because oh one was the uh, the playoff game mm-hmm. in his second year, the snow game, their run to the, uh, the Super Bowl. That that really puts. Uh, that really puts things into perspective of how long Brady's been playing. Because we can go back to, he's drafted the year after Tim Couch. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, I was, a, I was a kid. I'm 15 watching that game, and then Brady was drafted a year later. And, oh, he's still playing quarterback in the NFL. And I was in high school. Five quarterbacks in the first 12 picks. Two of them turned into... Decent. Well, uh, McNabb and Culpepper, you'll take their careers if you're drafted oh, yeah. high. Absolutely. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. We've got headlines coming up, which includes some comments by James Worthy on the state of today's NBA. Smart stuff. And pointing to why he thinks there is a huge issue amongst players right now compared to uh, the success that players were having a decade, two decades ago, uh, and even playing back in his era. The Pelicans have announced that Zion Williamson is, is set to return and he's going to play. Uh, they claim without any restrictions. Yeah. but There's t- a lot of time between now and the start if you look up season. to Memphis from the New Orleans seat and you think of Ja Morant as the number been? two overall pick, you're asking, man, will, will our number one guy ever live up to that type of star power if we could just keep him out of the training room? Tons of headlines plus Austin Price in hour number two on Outkick 360.